Welcome to another episode of Eastern Current, episode 17. We're here with Ray Britton. We're going to be talking about fishing in the coastal rivers for trout. So we got a four-part trout series. I don't know what, we're on part three right now. Super excited, man. Good show, Judson. You ready to come on the camera, man? I'm ready, man. There we are, dude. I'm always sitting here pulling my Facebook up last here, minute. Yeah, just making sure everything works. So yes, sir. If you guys are watching, be sure to give us a comment, like, thumbs up, share. Let us know you can hear us well and see us. Uh, super excited to have you guys on and and watching the show. What's up, Cameron? See you on there, man. So excited, um, dude. So yeah, let us know where you're watching from. Be sure to like and share. I don't think we have anything to give away this week, do we? No, just some knowledge and some uh, fishing spots. We get some knowledge and fishing spots. So we'll think of something to give away uh, later this week, maybe. Maybe we'll do that on our Facebook or something. Yeah, that'd be cool. Or, or, or Instagram. So uh, we'll keep you guys up to date with that. So anyway, make sure you let us know where you're watching from and, um, yeah, share the show. What's up, man? Nick, Jason, everybody watching, everybody live. Um, I feel kind of bad for the people who listen to our podcast because they don't get the live experience, but they got to kind of listen to all this stuff up front, which for whatever. sure. Watch the live show. It's more fun. <laughs> and so. the podcast. Watch both of them. Yeah, absolutely. So speaking of podcasts, if you don't get to listen to or watch the show live, make sure you jump on iTunes or Podbean or Stitcher or I don't know, wherever podcasts are uh, and go check it out, man. Go download our podcast. For sure. And uh, we don't we usually uh, intrigue y'all by giving you something. But today, if you really like us, please share this on your Facebook right now. It helps us uh, g grow more viewers. If we don't get 50 shares, we're not coming back. Next yeah. Week. You got to share it 50 times for us to do anything else. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but we're not, uh, we're not that vain. Is that what the, I think guess that's the proper word vain. We're not that vain. Yeah, we're not that vain. We don't care. We just like doing what we do. We do. We do. That's awesome, man. And we want we want to reach as many people as possible, so just share it on Facebook, share it on Instagram. Um share it with your mom next time you have dinner with her, share it with anybody and we will uh we'll we'll uh We'll see y'all next time. That was a great show. In, <laughs> in particular, share with somebody from Louisiana. For some reason, on our podcast, we have not had anybody from Louisiana tracked that actually has listened to the episode or the show. I don't know what's going on, man. A lot of good fishing there. Talk about Louisiana a lot on our show. A lot of people down there I don't think like me very much. Going down there as oh. an out-of-town guide. I think that uh, I'm hated by that state. Oh, so. okay. So that's, that's probably what it is. Okay. They see your name on there. Like, we're not listening to those guys. Yeah, exactly. All right, cool. Well, hey, let's go ahead and get to the sponsors. And, and we got Ray in the studio. Super excited, man. He drove down and, and hanging out with us. So we'll get to him as quick as we can here. So we'll hit some sponsors. Here we go. iStrike. iStrike has got a discount code, um, Eastern Current 10. And um, Dave Flad was sending me some screenshots where people are ordering and using that code, so it works. So make sure you go check that out. They got up to forty percent off, and I guess that's an additional ten percent. Yeah, additional ten percent off the top of what? Can you already get forty percent off if you buy in bulk? If you buy in bulk, yeah. So you can really save some money. So go check those guys out. Cito, you don't want to get stuck. Maybe we can share some stories. I'm going to ask these guys some stories here about getting stuck in the mud. See if they had to use Cito. Afco. AFCO is great, man. They hook us up. They got some great products. Um, We've got some cool stuff coming to us from AFCO here soon. We're going to be giving away, so we're, we can't tell you what it is yet, but we're ooh. pretty excited about it. Any fall stuff, I guess? Some new fall stuff? No, it's, it's the... Uh, oh, yeah, it's that thing. It's that yeah, thing. Yeah, we're going to let you guys simmer on that. that. That's a big one. That's a big one. So uh, we got Eastern Angling. Judson Brock right here is going to take you out fishing. We're actually going to go next week, me and my father-in-law. Uh, Marshware, another good 
a great product for yep. clothing. So go check out their website, Thorpe Creative. We can make some custom clothing for you. Smoothie King, which I forgot to get smoothies today. Uh, pretty lame. CT Custom Lures is a good friend of ours, Cody, and he makes uh, flies. So did check you see him that out. snake fly he did? Dude, sick, that was man. so sick. That thing was so baller. I was. I like, would stick that thing in the back of my neck. That'd be so scary. Did I, yeah, I was trying to cast. figure. I'm like, I need to get with him and see if I can like test throw it or something with no hook. Or yeah. Like, can you make me one without a hook? Put a piece of foam over the hook point, please. Yep. And then the last but not least, KBT Realty. That is my new real estate team that I'm working with. So if you need a house, come check it out, man. Come buy a house, sell your house. The offer still stands. First person to buy a house with Billy, I'll give him a free fishing trip. That's, dude, that's even that's worth buying a house. Yeah, that's worth a long term investment. It's a hundred eighty thousand dollar fishing trip. <laughs> if you can think of it that way. Yeah, <laughs> that's perfect. If you buy a million dollar home. Then we'll two, fishing two fishing trips. Yeah. <laughs> so, I get a little bit of Billy's commission on that one, though. Yeah, super excited. And I'll actually share. I don't know why we haven't been doing this. I just thought of this like an epiphany. Like we'll share our sponsor links below so you can go check out all their websites and all that kind of stuff um, and support those businesses as they hook us up and, and, and you know, get us through this, man. We, we love partners. We love partnering with all of our all of our sponsors and co-promoting and, and, and love their products. So, we do. We cool, sure man. do. Well, Judd, let's talk about a little bit about what's happening on the water and then we'll get Ray on here and get rocking. Yeah. Well, I gotta be honest. I dipped out of town for a few days and went up to the mountains and, uh, to Billy, it's kind of near Billy's old stomping grounds and did a little yeah. smallmouth bass fish in the past few days. Really good change of pace. But, um, I think Ray'd agree with me too. And it, it's, we're like on the cusp of fall fishing. You know, we've got, We've had a few days of it, you know, and it's it's here just barely. But the next good cold snap, I feel like we're going to the trout are going to be really firing off and and the albacore will be here real good. Um, the albacore were here great. Now they've kind of disappeared a little bit. Um, and the, the redfish has been real good. Redfish are, you know, pre, a lot of them around the inlets um, with that mullet run still trickling out. And those fish are still in some of their normal spots. But I, I've been telling people, like, if you really want want to catch redfish, kind of focus on your spots that might be closer to the inlet fish fish on the jetties, fish, fish, um, in the inlets as well. And on some of those shoals and you'll start to catch some fish out there too. But yeah, the fishing has been good. We're like I said, just right on the cusp of really breaking into good fall trout fishing though. Yeah. And, uh, f- trout fishing's already, already been great, but, but it's, it's going to get better. So I think this, this series is right on time. Dude. Awesome, man. And, and if you're watching and you caught a dirty 30, let us know. Still waiting to give one of these, one of these bad boys away to the first person of our audience who catches a dirty 30 and sends it to us and also submits it to the speckled truth. I uh, really appreciate uh, Christopher Bush being on the show with us or Chris Bush, Captain Chris, man, what a good show. He's actually on this live stream uh, watching. He said, Hey, I'm from Louisiana. Does that count? That yeah, counts, man. Chris. Thanks, it, man. That counts. Perfect. Well, dude, without further ado, man, let's do it. Let's bring the man of the hour. Let's on. do it. Here we go. I'm going to bring up three cameras. What's Boom. up, Ray? What's up, man? What's up? I probably should have put you in the middle, but too late now. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> What's happening, man? Not much. How are you? Dude, nothing much. Dude, tell me where you live from. I think it's, is it, how far is it from here? How I'm, far did you I'm drive? in Holly Ridge. Oh, Holly, Holly Ridge. Ridge. Okay. Yeah, I'm right down the road. So not too yeah. far. Yeah. For some reason, I was thinking you're like way up there somewhere. No, I'm right down the road. Oh, just right now. Okay. Yeah. Perfect, man. Perfect. Well, dude, so what have you been up to? What kind of fishing have you been doing? Uh, uh, drum fishing mainly. Uh, I switch up to trout uh, pretty soon. I like to uh, I like for it to get cold. Yeah. I like to put on a sweater. I do too. That's when I like to start chasing them. Um, typically, this time of year, I'm since I've started chartering, um, I I'll, I'll drum fish a little longer now. And yeah. I trout is my favorite fish to fish for. That's what I love to catch. Um, for years, 
uh, late August through September. I used to love to catch those things up the river on top water in late August, September. That hot August, even middle of the day, there's a bite that would go on up there. Um, you know, last few years, three, four, five years, uh, it's been a little slower. We had the winter kill a couple years ago, and it's just been off. But, um, you know, I'm hoping that it'll come back. Trout are resilient. They tend to they tend to come back no matter what. Yeah. But, um, you know, working in this industry now, it's been a little different than fishing like I fished personally. Um, and so, you know, right now it's drum. That's what we're doing. And when the trout show to where I can give my clients a good trip on trout, that's when I'll then switch, you gotta switch up over. The, yeah, and that's what I love to do, so I'm ready for it. I'm yeah. ready for it's, you know, everybody, I talked to a few people today, oh, it's so gloomy outside, and I love it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I love I it. Too. I love it. I mean, it's, it's it to me, this is, it's coming. Yeah, yeah it's, it's time. time. <laughs> yeah, dude. I, I know when we first talked, because we were talking earlier when we first started the, the podcast of having you come on, and you're like, dude, please save me for the trout show. I want to talk about trout. <laughs> so, so appreciate you being on, man. Yeah, awesome. No, thank you guys so much. Yeah, dude. It's so much Good fun. Good thing you got going on, and I, I'm glad you guys invited me. Yeah, dude. Absolutely. We're glad you came. We're going to have some fun, man. I'm going to let Judson hammer you with questions, and I'm going to sit back and drink some water and <laughs> hang out. And then Relax gonna, a little bit. And then I'm going to do my specialty and ask some really dumb questions. and. <laughs> have a pretty good time so. your questions are usually the better ones mine are like way too staged and yours are like good like all right i need this question answered yeah because i don't know how to fish very well so i'm like no wait a second you do what with the lure again hey i, I would say you know how to fish really well or you're at least really lucky every time you go you catch like the biggest fish i've ever seen oh so. dude i just go with really good guides i've been i've been on a trip with with ray yeah, and we fished we fished yeah man you guys That's had me fun reeling in bonita like yeah. i think i was busted up after that man i was just real, one after i don't the think y'all were ready for what you were in for that day no man i totally I had, wasn't i had him trolling planers commercial style oh really yeah we weren't exactly doing a well the bonita weren't cooperating that yeah. year so i said we're gonna catch them because i like to eat them yeah yeah period yeah and these two you know him and gary were looking at me like what's this and i've got you know a couple 80s with yeah. uh with some planers down and just, uh, just yeah you know, yeah old, that's awesome old gary bailing the, them over the back the until they pops yeah. up yeah yeah dude he and then it got to the point where they were both just like billy grab the rod like, Get the rod, grab the rod. <laughs> you're the youngest dude on the boat grab the rod i'm like oh my gosh man just beating me up so that was a good time man so and and while we're talking about it here up front dude check out ray's business is called springtide guide service you can check him out on facebook um and make sure you go like his facebook page and hit him up on instagram same same tag there uh, as if you well. want to see a lot of uh, someone crushing redfish every day, go follow his Instagram. Yeah, I'm always like, dang, he's on them. <laughs> get lucky every now and then like everybody else. Well, dude, how did you even get into it, man? Give us a little backstory. Yeah, of t- give us the whole backstory. Um, well, I, family, really, it's something I always wanted to do. Um, my uncle was a renowned captain uh, up in the Chesapeake Bay, Captain Bill Sugg. He passed away a while back. Um his son, I think, is watching tonight, so I'll give him a shout-out. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's it kind of runs in the family. Uh, my mom was uh, from up in Virginia, and they were big seafood eaters growing up. You know, we ate seafood. We loved it. Uh, my dad was a big hunter. Uh, he wasn't really that big into saltwater fishing. He freshwater fished. But, um, you know, as I got older, um, he retired uh, on Camp Lejeune in eighty. And as I got a little older, saltwater, loved surfing, um, was out there surfing, loved to fish. 
but mainly freshwater fished and uh, just, you know, rolled up on some guys catching trout one night. And um, I'm like, what's this? And <laughs> I mean, in a, in a nutshell, that's how it happened. Uh, you know, I what wrote, time of year was that? That was in the fall. In the fall. That was back when those, that was the heyday. I mean, that was and that heyday was nothing like what it had been 20 years prior. Yeah. And uh, we can talk about that later. But, um, you know, the watching these guys in a lineup just bailing these huge trout. I mean, I was I was done. Yeah. So done. You were hooked. You were done. Hooked. Yeah, just like that. And, uh, you know, then it was, OK, well, how do I do this? And um, had the wrong rod, wrong line, wrong lure. You know, and I asked one of the guys, I'll never forget, this guy was like, you know, Marine, ex-Marine, huge guy. <laughs> I said, uh, <clears throat> I said, what are you doing to catch these fish? And I was a little kid. And he said, uh, this ain't no fishing school, boy. <laughs> That's how I started right. trout fishing. That's awesome. Yeah. And four years later, I just stayed at it. And four years later, um, that same guy asked me what I was using. <laughs> And, uh, that's perfect. And I said to the crowd, I said, do you remember what you said to me four years prior? And I said, I do, but I'm not going to repeat it to you. <laughs> so if you're watching this show right now, mister, this ain't no fishing school. That's right. No, that, I mean, the, we're talking about legends, though. These yeah. guys back then, um, they were the pioneers of what we're doing. Yeah. And these guys sat out there and had it figured out with no internet, with no help. I mean, yeah. they just... There's they were time, a, sweat, and time, tears. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and that was how it was back then. And yeah. you learned that way, and that's how I learned was, was back then from old-timers that eventually did take me in and would throw me a bone. And, and then a lot of it was just putting in the time to figure them out. And, you know, here I sit 30 years later, and uh, it's like, okay, well, I still ain't got it figured out. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that's awesome, man. 30 years of fishing. I just turned 33 a few days ago, so I'm like, dude, you've been fishing most of my, I mean, basically all my life. I just sat so there and thought awesome. about it. I hadn't thought, it. yeah, I'm getting old, but yeah, yeah. it's been 30 that's years. That's what I was really trying to get out since of that old, night. But no. <laughs> that's awesome, man. Well, dude, that's so cool that, you know, I think that's the thing, you know, especially what we're trying to create here is a little camaraderie and, yeah. and people helping each other out. And I, and I think, it, and I always voice this opinion, because even in business, people, you know, I could tell a thousand people, here's how you start a business like my business and maybe one person will actually take action yeah. and, and do something with it. So, so a lot of people, especially in the fishing industry, get like a little weary, like, Oh God, you guys are going to be talking about this. You're going to be talking about that. But really the key is like, we're trying to help out. We're not, you know, yeah. I mean, there's programs out there and apps to, to buy and go find fishing spots if that's what you're into. But we just love to hear the stories. For we sure. love to hear that kind of stuff. We love to to talk about the the you know the fishery, what it used to be like, what it is, how we can take care of it better now. You know all those types of things, man. Definitely. So that's that's a few cool little to good hear nuggets. So many history. Yeah, I think yeah. Uh, an important thing to say though is, yeah, we do have the internet. We've got information. I mean, the, here we are. We're, yeah, we're putting it out tonight. Um, we're beyond that point. There was a time where. There was a group of guys who didn't talk in the New River and didn't talk here and there. And, mm -hmm. you know, and I'm not I'm, I'm not one to put anybody's spots out there. That's not what I do. But um, oh, I thought that's what we were talking. No, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, as far as as far as, you know, things go, I mean, there is there is helping people get started. We're beyond the point of um, let's not 
let's not share any information other than our little group. I mean, right. it's, it's over that. It's been blown out years ago. Yeah. There's been a lot of guys who've been in this magazine and that magazine, and that's already been done. You know, so that's great. But, you know, the other thing is there are people that want to go fishing and catch a fish. And in the climate that we have where, you know, the fishing is as such, yeah. not as great as it used to be. Um, I don't mind helping anymore for sure. You know, I mean, that's, yeah, I've crossed that bridge and, and I'll, I'm not telling you where to go, but I'll tell you how to do it. Yeah. yeah, for yeah sure. You can give a guy it, yeah. a spot and it doesn't help him unless he knows the technique and the, the technique I think is way more important than the spot. For sure. So Dude, I agree for sure. I, uh, I just go with Judson. So I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'd have to agree with you on that. It's, um, it's, it's tough. It's, you know, you, you, it, I don't even know. I, I, I'm just going to let let it be yeah, at that. We'll, but yeah, we'll just let it simmer, man. Yeah, it's for good. Sure, for let, sure. it, let it marinate. And, and, let and it I marinate. think we just always like to tell people, because you know, the post that I made on Instagram, which <laughs> um, you know, I think you got a little flack. A buddy of mine texted me. I think Judd got a little <laughs> feedback on it. was like, hey, what are you guys doing over there? And we're like, oh. And, and then Judd's like, dude, we talked about this months ago. You're supposed to put like, we're going to talk about coastal river fishing, yeah. not the new river. So we're not talking about the... New, New river. river. We're, We're talking, talking about coastal river. So what you're going to give us tonight is going to be applicable rivers, to multiple for sure. rivers. Yeah. We're actually <laughs> talking about the new river that I fished just yesterday, yesterday. for smallmouth up in the mountains. Yeah, yeah, we're talking about smallmouth fishing. Yep. <laughs> no, but it, we'll, we'll, I'd like to bounce it off the Cape Fear because you for fished sure. the Cape Fear. I fished the New River. Mm -hmm. It's a totally different fishery. Current, no current. Yep. So it would be nice. It would help a lot of people in this area, I think, to talk about that. Definitely. Definitely. So... Dude, let's get into I'd say it. That let's it, do it. Yeah, yeah. Let's definitely get into it. I was, I was about to. Oh, yeah. All right. So, so let's talk about, I, I think that's a good first, you know, segment we're talking about, because so many people here in this area are focused on seams, current, you know, little drop-offs, points, eddies, ledges, all that kind of stuff, which that does play in. I, I mean, even fishing up a new river, like current does help for sure. But, oh, yeah. but what, what would you say are you looking for in a spot when you're fishing a coastal river, both, you know, current rivers and non, non coast or spots without current. What are you looking for in a trout spot? Uh, the first thing I look for is bait okay. period. That's it. That's number one for yep. me. I mean, there's a lot of guys who do it one way or the other. For me, I find the bait first Yeah, and then I go from there. Okay. I like to put myself where the bait is. And if I see a lot of bait, then I can just sit and watch them. And I'm, I, I kind of tend to be more of a deer hunter when I trout fish, yeah. um, when I'm scouting. Um, I, I like to go and I like to find a lot of bait and then I just sit and watch it. That's and cool. Sometimes I'll sit and watch it for a couple hours and I'll try to put myself there, you know, a couple hours before what I think is prime and on whatever wind that I think is right. And I will throw and cast, but... You know, and I say this every time I do a seminar, people will go in the woods with a, you know, before deer season, they don't have a gun. Yeah. Yeah. And they walk through the woods and yeah. scout. I mean, there's nothing wrong with going to a bay for drum or, I mean, this applies to all fishing, go to an area and sit and wait through a tide cycle, have a sandwich and chill out. And I mean, you know, if you got a family, don't make it so much about fishing one day. If you got two days to fish is... Put the family on the boat. Go put your beach chair in a spot where, where yeah. you think you might yeah, want to fish. Good. Sit through a tide cycle and wait to see when does that bait actually come out of that creek and is anything hitting them. Yeah. Because when have you ever been in a good bite when there wasn't bait fish getting busted? Yeah. 
For trout, never. So to sit there through a tide cycle and watch when does the bait go up and and write it down, make a log, put it in a notebook. I mean, that stuff helps you. Yeah. And when do they come out? You know, because some days they come out earlier, some days they come out later. It depends on, and that's another thing as far as tide goes. Um, I want to stay on track, but it's not as much a thing of a high and low as it is a level to me. You know, I want to see that, that, that tide, if the grass is here and high is here today and high is there tomorrow, there's where the mullet's coming out. Oh, like you. midway, midway through the tide. Well, it's not say? as much as a mid if you've got a higher. That's high true. That's true. Or a lower low. What is it about halfway down that that normal it's, cycle it's of grass? It's whatever it is at that point. Gotcha. And that's gotcha. where your scout comes in. If if you see that those fish are coming out, at, and this is something I've had to learn for chartering to really try to time it better. Yeah. If you know, when I was just fishing on my own, I could just go and it didn't matter. I mean, if, right. You know, but. Just for example, drum fishing, but it really it really plays in well yeah, with trout. Definitely. If if I'm in a bay, and I've got one little piling that's sticking this far out of the water, and right here is where they're feeding. Now tomorrow, let's say you've got a tide that's a half a foot higher. Uh huh. All right. So and you get there, and it's here at that same time an hour later. Okay. And they're not feeding. You just got to wait till it gets to down here. to there. I like that. So it's not as much. A, so think about tide, but also think about level. Yeah, because for sure. when that water gets to a certain level is in that environment that they're areas. laying, that's what makes them move. That's what makes the magic happen. Oh, gotcha. That's a really good point. Not thinking about like midway through the falling tide. It's because it could be different depths. So look at saying. is it a higher high? Or a lower low. Look at those things. Yeah, you know? for sure. Look at your sure. level of tide. Don't just look at high. Don't just look at low. Get a tide chart that shows you the, the level and kind of take that in consideration because you could fish another spot for another 30 minutes and bang them there and then run the tide down and then still show up there instead of an hour later, an hour and a half later. And that applies to trout too a lot yeah. of times. Yeah. Well, what would you say fishing an area without current? Um, cause w when you fish an area with current, it seems like trout, a lot of times they sit in a little bit deeper water. They're looking for a break, um, out of that current a little bit, but, but fishing in, in no current yeah, in no current. Do you feel, how does depth play in? What are you looking for depth wise? So for me, depth is more of a thing where, so taking the new river into account here, um, there are times of the year when they are in the main river, uh -huh. which is summertime. Those fish move out of the creeks. It gets way too hot. Bait moves out. Everything's in the main river. A lot of them push out of there um, and migrate north, south. Um, with the studies that I've read, who knows what they do? I mean, the more they study it, that's why I really have enjoyed watching uh, the, the Chris Bush's stuff. Because mm -hmm. um, I think he's on to something because yeah. there's not a lot of studies out there he's a great resource for moon phase and things like that. Yeah, I've really definitely. enjoyed paying attention, but as far as the river's concerned, you've got, um, summertime and you've got fall and winter. You've got the seasons, the fish move into the main body of the river in the summer, just as a general rule here in the fall, they tend to start pushing up into the creeks going into winter. They're going to move to the back of the creeks, uh, 
where the deeper holes are to be able to run to a spot that, you know, as it, as it cools, when it gets real cold, when winter's coming on, yeah. they can shoot to those deeper holes where the water is still warm, yeah. doesn't change as fast. But at the same time, they'll turn right around and come back out. You've got all that mud bottom up there, which is insulation, which holds heat. So as you get, it's North Carolina. It's cold one day, it's warm the next. Yeah. So they're back there freezing. Um, you know, it's not till, I don't know when it turns, but January, February, somewhere in there, the, the deeper water flips on the bottom. You've got that thermocline where they're hanging down in that still warm water in a deep hole. But as that starts to change, and even before then, if it turns warm and the bait pushes out, they push out with it. Yeah. And so you've got, you know, speaking for the new river, you've got the main body of the river. And I'll focus more on, let's talk about what's getting ready to happen. But what's getting ready to happen is these fish are going to be pushing up in the creeks. Um, a lot of the mouths of these creeks are four foot, three foot, you know. Um, there's some shallow creeks. There's a, there's a wide range of depths leading into the back of these creeks that they're going to head towards. Um, you know, when you get up towards Jacksonville, a lot of those creeks up there are a lot deeper in the mouth. Um, those tend to be harder ones to fish than the shallower ones. I mean, anytime you've got 16 foot to find them versus four, right? Yeah. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's a little harder to find them and how you approach it and how you, um, fish for them is different. It's, there's a lot of variables throughout the, throughout the year. But, um, as a general rule, um, going into fall, these fish start pushing up in these creeks and they're going to be following bait, of course. Mm -hmm. So I tend to go and look at every creek and see kind of where the bait is. I watch the depth finder for schools of menhade and I watch the top for, for mullet to see what kind of baits in there. Um, then from there, I just kind of start poking around, um, watch water temp. If the water temp's a little high, you know, I might back out of there and kind of work my way back towards the mouth of the creek and, uh, and work my way in. But, um, you know, as far as the depths go, I mean, we could probably talk for four hours just on depth. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, sitting here thinking about it right now, yeah. but I think to help people out more would be how do you fish each depth? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Going into the fall would probably okay. be a better way to approach it. Um, and let's say you're going in a creek that's, you know, four foot going into it. Um, we'll start with the shallow creeks. Um, how do you fish it? Mm, there's the question. I tie on eight different things yeah. and, and I'm like, here we go. I mean, I'm, I'm starting fresh again myself yeah. this year, like everybody else is. I do have a, a couple different lures that I like to search with, but you know, every year it seems like, man, that worked great last year and they're not touching it this year. Yeah. But typically in four to six foot of water, two foot, three foot, and I like to fish really shallow too. Um, some of the biggest trout I've caught, most of the big trout I've caught in the river are in 18 inches of water. Wow. And what's the water tip? That was a question I'm hearing. That's kind of curious question uh, I, I mean, had for going, that 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 transition that fall transition what water temperature yeah. for um you know when it starts getting below 70 that's when it starts getting getting right you know i mean 
gets in the 60s, you know, 55, I love. I mean, that's getting into wintertime. Yeah. I mean, you just got to go, period. Yeah. yeah, for sure. I mean, when, when Halloween hits, just go fishing. Yeah. I mean, just keep going. Don't worry Spooky. about it. Just go. But, and throw, throw Mr. Spooky. <laughs> I, well, and I'll tell you a story about the spook real quick. Now that you mentioned that one. Yeah. Um, you know, part of that growing up on Onslow beach, I drum fished a lot on the beach and there was an old sergeant. They called him Sergeant major. Uh, I'll mention him by name, George Mason. Um, to me, he's a legend. Uh, he used to have the motivator haircut, big old tall guy, smoked a cigar. I mean, this is, he's a good buddy of mine yeah. now. I met him years later, you know, more formally and we fish together now. But, um, you know, I would go down there early in the morning on Onslow beach and nobody really fished a top water back then years ago. And this guy, we would be drum fishing and then ride down to the rip at the end uh-huh. and he'd be leaving with a couple stringers full of trout. Golly. <laughs> And I'm like, what's that funny thing he's got tied on there? You know? Yeah. What is that? What is this guy doing here? You know? And it didn't dawn on me. You know, I mean, we didn't know anything about top water back then. We just didn't. I didn't. Hmm. A lot of guys did, but I didn't. And um, and this is years ago. But that same guy, I'll say this, he was in the military and he'd walk down to, uh, he could he had access to all the creeks on the base. And people would say, ah, oh, it gets below 70. And this is going into temperature. Yeah. He would get down to a creek when they were froze over. And he would take his top water and throw out there and use his top water to bust. Bust through the ice? Bust through the ice and make a path. Wow. And he would throw that thing out there and he'd pop, 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 pop. And he'd sit there and smoke his cigar. And every now and then he'd just twitch it. And I think he's caught more big fish on top water in ice than anybody I know. Golly, that's crazy. So if you think it doesn't work when it's cold, that guy proved us all wrong there. Yeah. And he's Damn. the only guy I know that's done that break ice to catch fish on top water. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's insane. That's pretty good. And he's done it. Yeah. I mean, so there you go. What's, you know, what are the temperatures? I've I've caught them on I like I like 60s to 70 for top water trout myself. That's when you're going to have the best action. But all this stuff, I mean, all this stuff we say there's still that, I mean, going back to like Ryan and his, yeah. I mean, he, he's like another George to me. He just breaks the mold and I'm, I'm yeah. throwing this five inch bait. And I mean, the dude's awesome to me. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's, it's cool to see guys doing that where they're not going to just fit the mold. They're going to change it up and there's nothing wrong with that. But that, that was George. And, you know, so all this stuff that I say, I don't know a thing when, when you're talking about a guy like that. Right. Yeah. Breaking ice to catch a seven and eight pound trout. That's pretty sick. Yeah. So yeah, if you want to cool, catch man. big trout, you need to throw massive baits or go ice fishing. <laughs> or go ice fishing. <laughs> go ice fishing. Yeah. So depths, I don't know. I got a little sidetracked there. No, but. you're good. You're good. It's, it's, uh, there's, you can catch it like you're saying. You can catch trout in all different depths. It just, it really just depends on, on getting to an area and, and it, understanding yeah. what's going on at that time. When it's warm, you tend to work them faster. Okay. If you're in shallower water, I like to throw a stick bait or a hard bait, typically. MR-17, Twitch and Wrap, X-Wrap, things like that. Any kind of hard bait. There's so many new ones out there now that they've just blown by me. Every time I go in Intercoastal or any tackle shop, they're like, hey, have you seen these? No, I haven't. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I, just, I know I haven't. And like, I got stuff that works, and I'm kind of a, 
old school, you know. <laughs> you get that old soul, like this worked. I'm gonna I, do it you know, again. it's kind of a nostalgia thing in yeah. a way, but X wrap ain't really nostalgia either. I haven't thrown a regular mirror lure in I don't know how long. Yeah. So there you go. But there's a lot of good lures out there that are hard baits that work. And if you get online and you check them out, um, a lot of that stuff will pay off. But in four to six foot of water, to me, it's hard to beat something that just hovers yeah. two foot down and suspends because he's going to see it and you're not going to hang up in a lot of stuff and you can work it. So when it's a little warmer starting off this early in the season, I tend to go to a, you know, hard bait. When we get a, a cold snap or two um, and it starts to cool that water off and it slows them fish just a hair, but really makes them feed good. Um, the storm shrimps are hard one to beat. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's when I go to that, even in that four to six foot of water, just, just twitching that thing. And it's a, you throw it out, hold the rod tip high, pop it up, let it fall, pop it up, let it fall. And pop that's a, the storm is a really light shrimp as well, right? Yeah, but, like just like the DOA. But the we're Buddhas. talking about no current. Here. Right. Exactly. So exactly. let's, let's, let's talk about that. I get confused cause I'm, I'm, I've been fishing the inlets a little bit lately, but, um, I tend to fish the inlet and then move to the river. But as far as no current, and, and what the old timers always said was the difference in fishing no current versus current is it's what separates the men from the boys. Yeah. You've got to make the lure do it. In current, you throw it out, you sweep it. The lure does what it's going to do. Yeah. There's not a whole lot you can do other than make sure it gets to the bottom. Yeah. If it's getting to the bottom and you're jigging it, that lure is pretty much just going by him. And those fish are laying there with they're facing the current and they're either going to hit it or they're not. When you're up in the rivers, and there's no current, you have to make that lure do a certain thing. And every lure does something a little different. Um, and learning how to work each lure is key. And is the current in those coastal rivers, is that controlled by, it's controlled by the tide, I imagine, it was right? Sometimes tide, but more, more often, to me, is wind. I mean, oh, okay. the wind pushes it more, so you'll get a wind tide which makes it real difficult at times. Yeah. And trying to peg the tide up there, even when you've been doing it for years, it's still will tough. throw you off. Yeah. Oh, I gotcha. Um, you know about when it's going to change, but then throw a different wind direction on it, and good luck. Um, it's really weird in the river. But, um, you know, that shallow water starting off, you want to stick to a, a hard bait. Um, but that being said, if you're throwing a... If you're throwing a, a soft plastic, some days they want soft plastics, uh, you size down. You're not going to go up the river in shallow water and throw a quarter ounce jig head and it just goes kerplunk to the bottom. And that, you know, I'll throw an eighth and a sixteenth, real light stuff. Yeah. And I'll tend to either jig it or I'll just pull it steady. You know, I love a bass assassin. I love to pull them steady, throw them out in just that steady, easy roll. Bam! I mean, they'll yeah. smack it. There's days when that's what they want. Um, that storm shrimp seems like it's got to come up, got to go down, got to come up. You know, X-Wrap, there's days where you work them faster. MR-17, I don't know of another lure that's caught more big trout in the river. Me, personally, I've seen more caught on an MR-17 than anything else. Hmm. And um, it's bigger cousin. It's not a bad one either, the 27. Um the guy that I fish tournaments with, um, he's kind of he's kind of partial to that twenty-seven, and that's more of like Ryan's theory of less fish but quality fish. Yeah. And when we fish tournaments together, um, I tend to fish for putting something in the boat, 
and I'll go really small, tiny, yeah, to get something in the boat. And he sticks with, I mean, the guy's a machine. He'll grind it with a big bait all day, kind of like Ryan does. Yeah, yeah. And he pretty much won the tournament. I mean, not won it. We got, we were consistent. We were the only team to get, you know, third place each time. And we were the only team to place in the top three the whole series last year. Got a second. We didn't win it, but we did okay. I was proud of that. And what but tournament series was that? The um, Eastern Carolina Winter Trout Series. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Brocco puts that one on. It was a, it was a fun little local yeah, that's New cool. River Tournament. It's all artificial, no live shrimp. So it was just, you know, let's see what we can do here. Yeah. And it was fun to do it. But um, there's something to be said for that big bait. And I hate to harp on that. But with Ryan, I mean, I really agree with it. Yeah. I can't fish that way chartering all the time. But you got to put the numbers on the boat. But if you're going up the river, put on something big. Oh, we're talking about that. What's your ratio now? I'm just kidding. What's your cast to catch ratio? I'm thinking about booking a trip. <laughs> oh man, dude, that, then that's awesome to to be able, you know, like you're saying to to go out. And so I guess when you go out and you're trying to to figure it out, so to speak. I mean, I feel like you've got a pretty good handle on it. But you're going out there with multiple things, multiple rods, and and just work in the water yeah, i've got so an arsenal of things that work in certain depths yeah. and as as the season progresses and it gets colder you tend to focus more on the deeper water and then with that being said all of a sudden it is north carolina it warms back up oh yeah we get a cold snap it's cold and you're not catching anything in the shallow you know um they tend to run to these holes and all of a sudden you're catching them in the back of these creeks and then it warms up start from the front and work your way back again, just like you did early in the season. And it's like, Hmm, okay, here they are. You know, it's, they move a lot. They, they find that warm water. So you got to watch your temperature, you know, two degrees up there makes a lot of difference. Yeah. Okay. Two degrees can be everything. If you get to a spot and it's cold and you're not catching them run until you find a little bit of warmer water and bait. And, um, but it's to yeah, find the bait, find the fish. I mean, the bait's not going to be where it's just chilly. They're going to be where they want to be, and they're easier to find on depth finder than a trout is. Yeah, I don't know if I've ever seen a trout on depth finder. <laughs> I don't. Not that I know of. Um, so one one thing I wanted to say is, and I, and and kind of ask you as well is, just for for people out there, someone said, "Does anyone fish uh, the Pamlico anymore?" And I would say that yes, people definitely fish it, but the New River fishes a lot for trout, like the Pamlico does. Like you're getting in these areas with these bays and and these creeks, and maybe less current. And the trout kind of have, I mean, obviously you've got a much different kind of layout as far as the water they have to move throughout, but, but fishing them in these non-current areas and them transitioning and finding that warmer water. Wouldn't you say, would you say they kind of fish the same way? Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm, you know, it's, people say they're overwhelmed to me all the time when they go up the river. To me, the river is a really small place when you actually get up there. Yeah. Um, when you start whittling down where the bait is, what winds you can fish where, um, the time of year that they're going to be in certain places, it really whittles the area. And that's just doing it. And I get that. But when I go somewhere like the Pamlico, I see where they're coming from. I'm like, where do you go? And right. I, I fish it the same way. As I do here, like where would they be? And I try to go up and fish those rivers. I don't do it often. Yeah. But when I do, I try to look at it the same way as I'm fishing. But that's a lot bigger area. It's a lot bigger area and for it sure. It's intimidating. It's very intimidating. But the river can can be intimidating unless you look at it like 
summertime, they're in the river. Going into fall, they're going to be in the creeks. Yeah. So you're whittling out a lot of the river already. You're saying, okay, now I got to go to these creeks. Well, pick you a few. Fish them from the front to the back. I mean, people say, how do you find the fish? You put on a lure and you fish it from front to back. You fish. You fish. (laughs) You go and you fish. But I do. I go and I'm lazy in a way. I go and sit a lot. I go up there and just ride up there and I might fish half a day and then I'll just go and I'll sit for a few hours and just eat a sandwich, listen to some music and just watch the bait in an area where I know there's a lot of bait and see if anything's hitting it. I mean, you don't have to see them or catch them to know they're there. If they're, if they're feeding, you'll see them hitting bait. I mean, there's times where I've gone up there and saw them hitting bait and I left and I picked my charter up the next day and I went there on that tide and we caught them. Yeah. They're there. You know, they're there. You see them. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and what kind of bait fish are running in, in the wintertime? I just mullet minnows. Just mullet minnows. Yeah, I mean, gotcha. I'm sure there's there's a lot of other stuff, uh, mud minnows and things. But, um, you know, talking about bigger trout, um, they eat fish. Yeah. From what I've read, everything I've read is is when they're younger, they eat a lot of shrimp. Not saying a bigger trout doesn't eat a shrimp, but when they're bigger, they tend to eat. And a common denominator on all the days that I've had that I've caught big fish up there um the big fish days in the river tend to be the nastiest days that you just, you don't want to go. You don't want to leave the house. It's nasty. It's cold. But if you can get to these (laughs) creeks, you can handle that river pounding you from there to the creek. Um, and you get in these creeks and get, and those are days when I will fish a variety of areas. But for me, I have always caught the biggest fish in shallow water on a nasty rainy day yeah shallow water that's like, not my type of fishing man i'm a fair weather no, guy. Man, yeah, <laughs> me too me too but i've got some buddies that luckily push me into going and that's the only reason i will go a lot of times i don't charge it like i used to but um but i do get fired up when you know weather like we got today it's just not cold enough today but yeah. when you get that cold when it's cold and you've got to suit up with a couple layers and you've got to put the rain jacket on then that's when you're ready. Go. And, yeah. and even when it's blowing. That northeast blow is a pretty thing in the winter. Um, it's it's nasty. But if you go back and look at every 30-inch fish that was caught in the New River last year and put it together on what was the weather pattern they were caught on, it was days where most people were sitting was, on the couch. Yeah, it was trashy. Yeah. They are at home watching Jeopardy. Yeah. That's <laughs> awesome. I like the fish ahead of a front, but I mean... A lot of guys, and I've, I've, I've watched a couple of y'all's things, and they say, and that's, that's a big deal, barometers dropping ahead of a front is a big deal. I mean, you, you look at your bird feeders in the yards, the birds are eating, the deer, I mean, everything. Wildlife can sense it. Um, they know what's going on. Uh, but, and fish can too. When that barometer's dropping, fish tend to feed heavy before a front, and then you get the bluebird days after. But a front hits and it sits on you, and it's there, go because those big fish that's when they'll slip up that's what i have learned up that river is if you really want to catch the big ones you got to be out there when nobody else wants to go that's when i've seen them bite that's when i've seen them slip up i don't know if i've had many big fish on a pretty day but every day i've caught we had one day a friend of mine me and him went and it was a front coming and it was getting i mean it was going to be a good one it was a pretty day and we got up the river and wasn't much happening. 
And for about an hour, right before, we saw the clouds start rolling in and it turned on. We were bailing four and five pounders over the side. In a spot we fished for a week and caught yeah. small fish, we caught big fish nonstop. And it came in and rained, and that was the coldest, nastiest ride I'd ever had back to the boat ramp. <laughs> but you were loving every bit of it. Well, it shut off right when it hit. But that hour leading up to it was amazing. And yeah. on the same token, let that stuff set in and settle and just be nasty. Go fishing. So I just saw this on the on the feed. Where is it? Um, Jordan Rock. I said long johns (laughs) equal long trout. That's it. That's it. Yes, sir. I like that. And Chris Bush uh, from Speckled Truth. He said, "What's the salinity swing from the rivers to the bay areas that you're fishing, and how does that drive your decision on where to target big trout?" That's a good question. Um, I did work for Marine Fisheries for a while, and I had a little checker for years to check the salinity um i don't own that machine anymore it belonged to the state so um i i dip my finger in the water on occasion um i'll say this okay and this goes back to we talked about it earlier um a lot of the old timers used to say if you get a lot of rain it pushes the trout out of the creeks that's what they always said uh ricky kellum he's a legend up there um, he took a guy from state that was doing a project for college. And to me, that was one of the most interesting things I've ever read about trout. Um, they went out, I don't know. I think they tagged like 4,000 trout. I mean, that's Ricky oh, wow. for you. I mean, yeah. he catches them. I mean, bottom line, the guy is on it. Uh, but they put these acoustic tags in the fish. I might be saying it wrong, but they could go out there with the wand, just like a track and collar for a dog. They'd run through the Creek. So, Everybody always said, oh, it pushes the trout out of the creeks. That's what all the old timers told you after a lot of rain. But they would go up these creeks after the rain, and this guy would have this wand. And this is for me reading his, you know, his final report on it. Um, and beep, 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 beep. Them fish weren't far from where they caught them before the rain. They just couldn't get them to bite. Oh, I gotcha. So pH, salinity, electric conductivity, um, all those things do play. I mean, fish don't like a change in pH at all. You put them in a fish tank, you got to keep it, you know. Um, they don't like a, a change in salinity. But I think it more just shuts them down than it does make them move. Because we busted that myth with his magic wand and that acoustic tag and that <laughs> fish. It's, it's busted. Yeah, for sure. So they didn't, they didn't leave. They just couldn't catch them. And I'll have to check on Ricky with that. But I, from what I read from what he said... Um, they did not, you know, they, they weren't catching them as well, mm. let's just say. And that's how they would find the fish to tag more. And, I mean, going along with that, you know, some of those fish they tagged uh, in the river went all the way up to, in just a matter of a couple months, up to Virginia. Some went south. So, you know, what do the trout do? I used to, everybody used to say, oh, they push out on the beach and they migrate. Well, a lot of them push up in the creeks and stay. There are those fish that migrate south. I think Texas is doing a study right now to see if those fish, the tide runners, they call them, are genetically different than the fish that stay in the bays year round, Mm. which is what I'm really interested in following the results for that. Because, you know, a lot of these big trout that are up the river, some of those trout are tagged and they never leave a mile, two mile radius. Yeah. They're just like a big old deer. They just sit there their whole life. And, um, you know, they never leave. Yeah, it's crazy. But then a lot of those small males take off and... Go to Virginia. Yeah. 
I mean, it's and yeah, come it, back and other fish coming this way too. I think that's yeah. that's what helps us here in North Carolina well, with our fish population. Is fish what sliding helps in us and out. here. We know that. We <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a whole other that's yeah. a whole other podcast. There. Yeah, there was some there were some questions earlier on in the in the in the stream there about about flounder closure and opinions and all that. Which oh yeah, I saw that. So th- they were saying that it's closed just for recreational, but it's actually closed commercially and recreationally for a year. It, it will be closed. Um, they, they are going to open it up. I, I don't think this is 100% set yet, but they're saying that it's going to be open to recreational during the summer months when recreational anglers harvest the most fish and then open to commercial during the fall when they harvest most fish. So oh, is gotcha. that the best option? I Go don't know. check their website. Go check That's their website. the best place. No. But it is closed right now. Flounder, you're talking about? Flounder, yeah. yeah. we're talking about flounder. I'll say one thing about this, and we'll leave it <laughs> Yeah, All right. Yeah. No, yeah, sure. Share your opinion. All right, here's my opinion. Okay, when a man cannot go out and feed his family first, a citizen of the state should be able to go out and catch a fish and take it home and feed his family. When he can't go out and do that first, there's a problem. I'm not knocking commercial. I'm not knocking anybody. If there's not enough of them to go around... I don't feel like it's right that I can go and buy that fish from a fish house to feed my family. That's caught out of the same water that I'm not allowed to go catch it from and feed myself from right now. Yeah. That's a, that's yeah, a beautiful that's opinion. And I'll leave it at that. That's awesome. That's a great opinion. I, 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 and I agree with you. I agree with you 100%. <laughs> and if anybody wants to really get into some flounder debate, there's we'll, some really we'll good move things. along. And we'll move along. But there's some great Facebook groups yeah. that are just fired up about flounder. For sure. Check them out. So, Check them out. I, I Billy's the- saying that I'm wrong about my – maybe I am wrong, but that is what I heard from, from a buddy at Marine Fisheries, so I could be wrong. I, I wasn't saying you're wrong. No, no, not you, Billy. I'm oh. sorry, another, another Billy on the feed. Oh, I was like, man, I don't know. I'm like, just go look at their website. No, 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 Billy, cool. Billy Hammock. Yeah, go check out their website. Back to trout. All right, That's back, what to we trout. About. back to trout. Back to trout. We'll take care of flounder later. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's such a touchy subject. I just expected our our stream to just like explode. No, right there, no, but no, no. I don't think. I think really. I think okay. <laughs> I, you know, the young kids out there. You know, I, I'm getting a little older now, and I I look at myself and I'm like, yeah, I'm getting a little older now. Um, I was fishing on the pier for drum. Uh, couple years ago we actually had a drum run at topsail oh that's cool and yeah. i dusted off the old hatteras rod and i walked out there and still have my cast and a kid walks up to me he said oh cool your dad's name had my name on the rod it was custom i had made years ago which like i said i felt like it was made two years ago to me yeah but a guy walked up and he said um he said oh your dad's name was ray too <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was man. like, no, that's mine, buddy. <laughs> but you know, I think, like I said, uh, Judd, I was, you know, you're young, your generation. You know, it to me, it's sad where a four trout limit is a limit, and these are important things to talk about. We don't want to harp on them, but yeah, um, it's sad when we when a kid goes out and catches one drum and he's had a successful day. When growing up. You know, we could go in a place like, I won't name names, but we could go in those bays in the river and it was 50 trout, 50 drum in February and March. Just, and there was commercial fishing back then. You know, I don't, I'm not going to say that a lot of recreational pressure hasn't put a, put a hamper on it too. But um, at the end of the day, if there's not a lot to go around, who do you take it from? You don't mm-hmm. take it from the general public. And, you know, I think we're at a turning point that's just a hard one for everybody. 
Um, it's hard for the commercials. It's hard for us. Um, and I think everybody needs to look at it in a, in a, in a light of, you know, there should be enough for the general public to go around first. If there is an excess, then there should be some, there should be an allowance for commercial sale. But, you know, currently in North Carolina, we're managing backwards. We're managing for the sale first and we get the spoils, so to speak. And, you know, that is the truth of it. And I think the younger generation needs to see that they do not need to take the current, um, you know, what we have right now as, you know, four trout, just flounders closed, one draw. I mean, give me a break. Yeah. You know, I mean, we're not seriously. Yeah. Nobody wants to touch this, but at the same time, touch it, touch it, feel it because <laughs> it's ridiculous. Look at the States around you. Look at our state as a young guy. I'm, 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 I'm asking every young guy out there that's fishing. Cause a lot of young kids are doing a great job fishing right now and, and getting into it. Um, don't accept the current status as quo. Yeah. It's not, you know, it yeah. needs to be a lot better and, Get into it. Get involved. Let's leave it at that. Yeah, man. No, dude, I, I like that, man. I think that's a part of what, you know, a part of what we're about, too, is like, you know, I mean, obviously we have a, a broadcast and, a you know, where people can come share oh, their yeah. opinions. And, yeah. and, dude, I think it's huge to take care of. We stand on the side of the resource and, um, you know, I, I want my kid to fish, man. I got him, you know, a lifetime license. And that's what so, it's about. And he's one. That's so what like, it's about. I want him to be able to go exactly. out and catch a fish and fillet it and bring and the, it home. And, and the trout limit not be one in two years. I mean... Yeah, or a man. season on those where everything's closed. So. Everyone is uh, is is very is liking your opinion of the you know the the one guy being able to catch his fish. For it's dinner. the more it's the most yeah. important thing. I mean, and I'm not reinventing the wheel here. This is something that Alaska. I mean, uh, other states have have gone with this model. We're not reinventing the wheel. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's just, absolutely. It's just the way it should be. Yeah, we got to relook at everything, techniques. Yeah. We got strategies. Yeah. I mean, there's so many things out there to, to and, take and a look at. And that being so. said, there's a lot of recreational pressure now. I mean, just right here. I mean, yeah. us helping people go out and catch fish. I mean, there's gonna be more pressure on them right here. So let's not discount yeah. that. I mean, sure. I'm not a guy that's gonna say the recreationals aren't doing their part, but you know, it's don't take more than you need. Absolutely. Well, as I think, a recreational I think the difference fisherman, is, you know, is you're going. You know, I think, and I don't want to weigh in too heavy, but just my opinion, Way totally in. looking outside, Don't my bottom dollar doesn't matter at no point. So <laughs> my opinion is really not that heavy. I just have something, to, a microphone to talk into. So <laughs> I, I think it's different, though, because I think when you guys take people out, you are that voice of education. So even if you had, I don't know how many guides there are in North Carolina, but that's how many voices, if you can get on the same page and go, hey, let's let's educate people about this let's you know let's just because i take you out and we don't fill up three boxes doesn't mean we didn't have a good day like there's only four people take four fish have a great day we we exactly. crushed them we got video we got youtube instagram because, we got memories because i don't know yeah. about here but do where i'm from i remember as a kid i'd go out and slay some freshwater trout take them all home get them all dressed up put them in the freezer and never eat them or right. eat or eat one because i was excited about right. it and then you know, so we've probably all, we've all made that mistake in the past sure. and, and grown through it. And yeah. So I think it's, I think your guys is a little bit different. Sure. You're making money. Sure. Your bottom dollar depends on people catching fish, but you're really out there entertaining people and having a great time. Sure. And yeah. you can be that, and you can be that voice. I mean, talking I to Lee good. Parsons the other day, I mean, he said it best. He said the day of filling a cooler is over in North Carolina. Yeah. Bottom line. It is yeah. like, 
Which I agree, man. I, I mean, I think it should. It's like, dude, and it should be. You don't go to the grocery store and buy everything of milk and take it home. That's right. No, yeah. you don't. So why would you yeah. go put everything? So anyway, we can go on forever. Yeah. We can. We but can. back to trout, dude. Let's talk about what you use to catch trout. All right. Let's yeah. talk about your rod and reel setup. Okay, rod and reel. I'll throw. Okay, I'll throw a shout out. <laughs> Let's shout out again. Uh, Jason Dale made me a couple nice. I'll tell you what I love to use. Uh, an immortal. So brain shadow immortal blank. Um, and I had Jason make me up a couple and uh, did a really good job on them. It was a blank that I found uh, through another guy. And then I had Jason make a couple of them. Um, that, to me, it's a rain shadow immortal. Get up with Jason Dale, Stillwater Rods. Uh, ask him. He likes Bushido. I don't like Bushido. We're going to differ on that one. <laughs> um, those rain shadows, they break easier, but they're, they're perfect. To me... For the river in still water. Um, I used to fish Lama Glass, uh, the drop shot specials, those seven foot, um, 702, 703 blank is what it was. Okay. Those to me, for working a shrimp, working something light, uh, I'm running 10 pound braid, uh, 12 pound leader, 15 pound leader sometimes, depending on where I'm at, if I'm in stumps and stuff. Uh, sometimes I'll go to 15, but I'm mostly running 12 pound leader. I like the, you know, the action. It doesn't, it doesn't, doesn't subdue the action of whatever lure yeah. you're using. Fluorocarbon. Um, yes. Uh, blue label cigar. Um, whatever you want, just put fluorocarbon on. Cause it does make a difference. Yeah. yeah. Um, doesn't matter what kind. I don't like that pink stuff though. I don't, I don't yeah. get that. That one I don't understand. I think it, it doesn't work for me. Um, I tried it and I don't know, blue label cigar, something clear. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm a clear fan. Supple that put it in your hand, tie a good knot and try to break it. Yeah. Give it a shot. If it's too rigid, some of those floors that are too rigid, you pull on them a little bit and they break. It breaks. Yeah. You get a little, I think it just kinks up a little bit. I just couldn't tie a good knot and I just equated it to maybe I'm not a good knot. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe the, maybe the blue labels for us guys who don't tie great knots, but no, knot tying is very important to me. Um, I use a FG knot um, sometimes or or a double uni is the okay. two I use for fluorocarbon to braid. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not a big fan of loop knots. I know they work better. I know that you're going to catch more fish on them, but I'm I like I study knots and I love breaking strains and yeah and look at so when you're dealing with um, you, you just got to give yourself the best shot you can. And when you're talking about hooking a big trout and losing one because you've got a subpar knot, you know, I, and it, it gets back to, well, if you didn't have a loop knot, maybe you wouldn't even have hooked that fish. But I, I don't know. I just haven't found a loop knot. The action loop knot from Lefty Cray is the one that I will use. Uh, my uncle taught me that one years ago. I will tie that one. I like it. Um, but as far as, um, I usually tie a Palomar straight yeah, where I can put some heat to it if I got to. Yeah. And that's that, that's me. I'm, and I try to make the action in the rod 2,500 size, real light stuff. I use Shimano. I use pin. I use Daiwa. I use whatever I really like personally. I use the Shimano Stratix, the, um, CI four pluses. I love them, but I hate the bearings in them, but I love the reels. Um, and then 
that's that. That's I right. think the key with those little light trout rods too is just a light rod, a light reel. You get too big of a reel and it's a little heavy and uh, it kind of throws everything off. Yeah, but I mean, don't discount the rod. I yeah, mean, you've got. Oh to no, know, no, the, you've the got rod to, for sure. But yeah. I'm saying real choice. I think you just the don't rod get too for, heavy. to me, the rod is everything. Yeah, I mean, because you got to fight that thing for sure, for sure. And you hook a big one, and that's the difference in landing. Mean, you got a stiff rod, and you're trying to fight a big trout that's barely hooked in the lip. And when you actually net him, that lure pops out of his mouth. How many times have you seen a lure pop out oh, of his mouth? Oh, hundred times. I know you have. Especially with trebles and a there stiff rod. There ain't no run. way you've yeah. caught as many trout as you've caught and not seen it. Right, so right. So that rod is your link to that, especially when you're going with braid with no stretch. Yes. I think back in the days of mono, eh, you, you had a little that. play there. But now, um, now you've got to put the play in the rod. I like a fast action rod. But that still has that old school parabolic bend to it. Yeah. 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 Dude, so when you hook a trout, let me ask this. This is totally basic, but this is where I'm at. So are you really setting the hook in there? Because I know they got like pretty paper thin mouths. Like, what's the, are you just letting them? <sighs> there's there's guys like? who just put the bill dance on them. <laughs> that would be me. <laughs> I do that. I mean, rip his <laughs> lips and put the drag on them. Yeah. I set the hook pretty good. I mean, I put the hook in his mouth. But I'm kind of like, all right, I'm going to play them light. I just okay. play them light. Myself, I play them light. Maybe one day I'll switch up to just horsing them in. But, I, you know, when he hits it, oh, I set the hook. Yeah. No doubt. Okay. But I'm also setting it against a drag that's going off while I set it. Oh, uh, gotcha. gotcha. I'm like, I can hear my drag pull. When you set. When you set, yeah. I think that a lot of times, too, has to depend on what kind of hooks you're using like treble hooks yeah. versus j hooks That's or single right. hooks and yeah and whatnot as you well you got a j drive it home yeah you yep. got a treble hook eh, stick him but stick him and then kind of eh, let him do yeah. his thing a little yeah. bit kind of hope <laughs> hope there's too many of those with the treble where you stick him a little too hard and you start reeling and ting, just pop it out of his mouth it's yeah. uh, you can prick him real well with those but I, with a j hook man you can't keep anything pegged like you can't with a j-hook so so you you mentioned lefty cray and i this would not be an eastern current show if i didn't bring up fly fishing so do you do any fly fishing for trout a little bit okay a little bit i mean i'm new to it i'm a newbie um we were talking about going out there and chasing some albacore but yeah they I, kind so, of disappeared on yeah us. i had a buddy i took him mm-hmm. trout fishing one day and he brought a couple five weights and uh, i was about this time october as a matter of fact i want to say it was like october the week of october 20th okay which is my favorite week of the year period um, we, I took him out and learned a little something. Uh, you know, we were catching them on jigs really good and the current current stopped. Guess what started producing the trout bite shut off. He started catching trout, dead current, killing them nonstop on a fly. Um, and it was pretty cool to watch. I sat there and watched him catch a bunch and, you know, got a limit and I was like, all right, that's that. Uh, I think the false albacore out there. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. So it was flat. We shot out, and um, he caught a few false albacore on a five weight. That's and awesome. Then, oh my gosh. Then dude. handed it to me, and I didn't know. I mean, I'm whipping around a, a antenna. I mean, I <laughs> you know, I'm just as lost as anybody. And but it was cool to watch. I finally got a, a few good casts in, stripped it, watched the thing come up and uh, take it right at the boat, peel the line. I mean. I was done. Yeah, yeah. that's I, fun. Done. So since then, I bought a few. 
Um, did some top water flies that I made and went out and caught some drum on top water. Nice. Um, you know, when I've got a, a good school, yeah, drum, for sure. I'll load it up. And it's what I originally wanted to get into it for was top water trout fishing. I tie these, um, it's a, it's like a popping flat shrimp is what it's called. There's a guy, um, uh -huh. Jesse males, males that, that does this popping fly shrimp. Okay. And I said, that would be the best thing in the river when the big trout are out in the middle of the river in the dead of the summer to catch a big trout on to me. Yeah. Yeah. And I said, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to make these flies. Well, you can't cast it with a, a spinning rod. Yeah. So I went and bought a fly rod just out of necessity to throw the thing. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. So I didn't start fly fishing cause I wanted to catch one on a fly rod. I want to catch one on that lure. I think's going to work really well. Yeah. That's super point. cool. Yeah. It's, yeah, dude, cool. it's cool how you were talking about the fly rod working so well and, and that different kind of type type of current. And I, I think that just – you see that a lot with trout where that fly – and striper too. Like all of a sudden you, you you start throwing a fly rod or you find the right sinking line or a floating line with the fly. The way it falls through the water so naturally, kind of swinging through the current and falling. Or in no current, just the way it falls so slow. I think they love that. And the beautiful. way feathers and the materials work, yeah. You Those, can't – yeah, it's, it's unreal for sure. how the action of it is. And I'm just now getting into it. Yeah. It's just aggravating when I get the thing all wrapped around my head, troll the motor and everything else. And... <laughs> well, so, dude, I, that's I, I part of it. I love fly fishing, man. It's one of my... Oh, yeah. Judd and I went out, but dude, it was, it's way different, man. It's way different than where I'm from. You know, I was telling Judd we're fishing for albacore and I was just in the, in, just in the stream, just in the creek there or, you know, on, you know, in the creek, you're just doing your deal. And then uh, you get to get out there with albacore and it's a whole new rush. Yeah. Yeah, and it, and I could, you did. I was wrapped up on everything. Oh yeah, trolling motor, Judson's face, <laughs> hooked my own butt of my rod. Ear, yeah. I have no idea. Yeah. Well, man, we we have reached over nine nine o'clock here. Yeah. And so, I, Judd, what else do we got to cover? Man, anything else? We I think we pretty much we've you've done a great job of just kind of hitting Dude, everything. Yeah, you've you've done. Um, awesome I was looking things. at a few of these last questions yeah. here, um, to see if there's anything that, um. All right, here, any tips for, I don't know if you do this at all, but any tips for um, big fish at night, fishing at night? Yeah, so I fished up there at night for years. Um, that's when I would go for a long time, uh, especially before I started guiding. I have a little Maycraft, and I wouldn't put it until dark. Um, same guy I was telling you about busting the ice with. Me yeah. and him have done quite a few um, full moon topwater trips together. Um just go fishing. Just get out there and go fishing. I mean, Just that, do it at night. What I've found is uh, through the summer, it can be really good. Through the winter, it can be really good. Um, I've heard of trips that people have taken, not me personally, uh, but what keeps me going back. And I haven't done it a lot since the hurricane a couple years ago because there's so much stuff in the water. And I just, I feel better navigating during the day when I can see the stuff. For sure. There's a lot of stuff up there. So if you are in the river, don't go running around at night without knowing where you're going and having a good track. There's still a lot of stuff in the river and I'd hate to send somebody out yeah. there and get them hurt. Good call. But, um, yeah, we used to run it quite a bit. And the thing you'll run into is there'll be so much bait out there at night and you throw a top water into it and you pull it through there and Boom! He blows up on the bait five feet from because there's so much yeah. for him to eat yeah. where they're at. But as far as what to do, it's not hard. 
Um, I like August, September, and I like to get off of the main points of the river. And I stop about 100 yards from them, shut the motor off, and I listen. And you'll hear the trout busting. You'll hear them. Doom. Doom. Yeah. Put the trolling motor down. Don't run it on any more than two or three. Approach quiet from way off. And you listen. You can't see anything. You're just listening. And it's it's a simple thing. If you get it in the vicinity, they're going to come to it and they're going to hit it. It's yeah. really, it's really, a it's, it's a lot of nights of disappointment and a few nights of like the coolest thing you've ever seen. That's yeah. awesome. That's cool. It's, I mean, there'll be like 30 fish nights of big Dang. fish That's when the cool. bait's not so thick that you can actually fish fit a key in yeah. on what yeah. you, yeah. And I, I, I think in my lifetime, I've probably had 15 to 20 nights that were just, I remember them and think about them. And I've had hundreds of nights up there where it was like you heard the trout bust. Yeah. And just, there was so much bait. You just you couldn't, couldn't get it. Yeah. Yeah. But full moon, new moon, even even when there's no moon up there, it doesn't matter. They'll still hit. Dude, I'll ask you one more question, man, and then we can let you share some closing thoughts, and we'll we'll do what we like to do. We'll leave people wanting more rather than wanting less, or we try to do that anyway. Uh, this question's been asked a few times uh, by Daniel West. I just saw it again. What about the inlets and the intercoastal waterway? Sure. Yeah. I mean, that's a totally different thing that we could talk four hours on. Um <laughs> We're, you know, and I know we didn't put out much information. That's the problem with an hour and trying to go through a lot of things, but it's crazy how quick it goes by. Yeah. 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 Inlets, um, inlets, it's, it's tidal fishing. It's current. It's, uh, you know, I think the biggest thing, if you want to know about inlets is go back and listen to what Ryan said on the last show about sweeping the current. That sweep is probably the most important thing that you need to focus on. And I think he put it about as best as you can put it. And it's the same way I always put it. When you throw it up current and you let it sweep, it's got to hit the bottom. And you need to feel the bottom at some point. So if you throw a, a eighth ounce out, which I never throw at the inlet, but let's just say you throw an eighth ounce out and you never feel the bottom, go up to a quarter. I mean, you know, throw a quarter ounce out there, a three sixteenth, whatever will get you to the bottom and just boom, boom. Boom, 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 as it's swinging, not just a steady on the bottom, but just you'll bump it up and it's got to fall and hit the bottom. Got to fall and hit the bottom. Got to fall and hit the bottom. Um, that's the most important thing. Other than that, um, put you on a hard bait and work a hard bait off the bank where there's a mud flat to the drop off. Work it off the drop offs. See if they're laying there. Um, but that's a whole different, yeah. you know, like I said, yeah, we, maybe could, we can have you back on and get we into could talk that. four hours for sure. about that, yeah. you know, but yeah, I think go back and listen to what Ryan said about sweeping the current. Yeah. I think he did a great job explaining it. It's about the best you can explain okay. it. Go to the inlet, do what Ryan said, do anywhere there's current and that'll kind of work. Yeah. Make sure you're hitting bottom, but not dragging bottom. You don't want to dredge it. As he said, I think that was a great way of putting it. Yeah. And yeah. that's episode 15, I believe. And dude, so one more thing here. Judy Sugg. Yeah. She says, hate to see this end tonight. It's so great to see and hear our Ray talking about something well, or we all love so much and is so much a part of our family. Uh, really brings back some great memories. Yeah. Who is that? Is that your... That's Captain Billy's wife. Yeah. Okay. Captain Billy. Yeah. That's, that's my aunt Judy. And that's awesome. You're on yeah. Judy. That's cool, man. Yeah. Well, Judy, we appreciate you watching. That's, yeah. uh, that's cool to have that on there. That's what... That's what we're trying to be about. So, so Ray, what's some closing thoughts, man? Uh, I mean, closing thoughts are, uh, 
Get it right, get it tight. Get it right, get it tight. No, I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Get yeah. it right, get it tight, get it in. No, I mean, tight, good, not. There's so much information out there. And, you know, I could sit here and say what I use, but there's so much out there that guys are using and killing the fish on that I haven't even. Like, I'll walk in Intercoastal and they're like, Ray, have you seen these? No. <laughs> Going to East Coast and Chris, I mean, Chris, good, good buddy. I got to give yeah. him a shout out to. I mean, Chris is like, hey, check these out. And, you know, it's like, okay, well, I haven't even heard of that. I'm out of the loop, you know, but I've got things that work and I have, you know, if it fits the mold of what I like to use in a certain area, yeah. but you know, that being said, I think these kids actually have an advantage with all the things coming out because their minds are just sucking up things and they're so open to things that, you know, I'm hearing about stuff that works better than what I'm doing and I pick it up and I, I'm not scared of changing. I, I grab it. If something works i use it so you know get on the internet find lures that work use them if they don't work yeah well you spent some money on something you didn't need yeah. to we all <laughs> we all got a big bag of that stuff sitting around yep but um you know go fishing um if the weather's bad go fishing if it's good go fishing i mean just go fishing and and pay attention to um conservation and it don't take more than you need and you know, and, and start looking into um, how our laws are made in the state and why the fishery is in this the state that it is. I mean, to me, it's really important to uh, pay attention to those things. You know, we've got nine people that are appointed by the governor that make the regulations in the state. And when the flounder closure happened, I read numerous things on Facebook with 250 to 400 comments and not one individual understood where the regulations actually came from. Mm. So I just challenge people to educate themselves on learning how the system works, knowing where to go. If you want to complain, where to complain. Yeah. Not just Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. right. <laughs> and, and, and get involved. And, you know, I think we have a great, great estuary system here. Um, they say our water quality is better than a lot of states around us. And what we could have here could be phenomenal. I and mean, we're yep. sitting in a really pretty spot. I've seen it phenomenal when I was a kid. And and it was even better than that from the stories I had from the old timers when I was a kid. So just remember my generation from that generation to y'all's generation. Mm. Big difference. Let's not let's not call it a day yet. Yeah. Yeah. So get yeah. involved and and let's 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 get this ball rolling. I'm gonna yep. get some hats made. It says "Make our water great again." <laughs> <laughs> I want a hat. I want a hat with a with a bottom rig on it. Everybody's got all the flies and all that kind of uh, stuff. Yeah. Just a Carolina just rig. A Carolina. I, just, I wanted a Carolina rig or a, a, a two hook bottom rig with a shrimp. Oh, a little chopper rig. That's or perfect. Or two hook bottom rig with two gotcha plugs on it would be even better. I always uh, said <laughs> that topsail pinfish tournament. If I ever won that Carolina skiff, I'd get it wrapped with two drop rigs and pinfish. Eating the eating the two chop rigs, but oh man, what a show, man! What a show! Thank you so that much. That was for, fun, man. Oh, thank, thank you guys you for being thank on the show. Guys. So much fun to have you, dude. We'll definitely have you back. And, yes, sir. And, and get into some more whatever, dude. Whatever, whatever we need, <laughs> whatever to. we get into. <laughs> That's the fun thing about to. this whole podcast. Yeah, yeah. We can just get into whatever. Dude, no, we want thank to. you guys so much for sure. Yeah, for, for sure, yeah, dude, it's awesome. So if you guys uh, want to book Ray, go to Springtide Guide Service. Check him out on Facebook. Yeah, check definitely. him out on Instagram. Uh, obviously he knows what he's talking about, knows how to fish, been doing it for more 
almost as long as I've been alive. I got a few years on him. So <laughs> go check him out. Um, and then in this area too, Judson Brock is also fishy. Don't call me if you want to fish. Just call me if you need t-shirts or a house. I can take care of you. If you want to buy something, call me. <laughs> um, so awesome, man. Well, dude, we appreciate you. And we'll we'll jump back over there in a minute. Judd, thanks again, man. Thank you, Billy. Thanks for having us Thanks for house. carrying us. The, the tech so stuff fun. is just getting pristine you're Dude, killing it you can tell on the show when you go back and watch it and not that not to say that everyone else i'm not paying attention to but i was like really into this so i was like miss miss switching and then your face was like on there while he was talking that's how you guys know i'm over here like nerding out on what's being said i'm not paying attention so appreciate everybody watching you can check this out i'm going to go home promptly and upload this to our podcast uh the audio version and it'll also be available on youtube uh that so eight o'clock in the morning when you're driving to work or getting on the boat or whatever you can listen to that on the way out anything else we need to cover man i think we're good i think we nailed it man go to our online store buy some stuff support the show and um, yeah, we appreciate it. For Episode sure, guys. 17. Thank you so much. Done. Looking forward to to next show. It's going to be a good one. Talking about oh, trout, dude. And who's on the show? Um, oh my oh, gosh, I put you on the spot. You put me man. on the spot. Don't worry, we'll have an ad out. Soon. Uh, it's it's uh, it's Jay Carter from J- South Carolina. Oh, yeah, from South Carolina. Yep, from uh, Redfin Charters. Redfin Charters. Yep. Sorry, yep. I knew That's all that. I just yeah, I know you did. We were talking about it the before spot. the show, yep. and then I sprung one on you. Yeah. All right, guys, go fishing. We'll talk to you soon. Later.